Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Here we go. We're on 21B. Uh, we're on 21B. And a person has a dog or a goat. She costs a It jumps off the roof. And uh, And on the ground floor, there was vessels sitting there. And uh, they jumped off the roof and they get smashed. And so the question is, so we had uh, Velvel... Um, uh, Wayne is a dog trainer, so he said, "Yeah, they can jump off a roof." He had no problem, you know. He said, "That's very, they train them to do a ten, you know. That's a that's a common." Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's no big deal for them. That's uh, and the old days they used to use their roofs, so you'd keep your dog on the roof. That was a safe place to. But every now and then, I guess the dog decided to go fly, to go airborne, go airborne, and and somebody left uh, their things on the ground, and it breaks them. So. Uh, what's your liability, you the owner of the dog and you the owner of the goat? So you have to pay complete damage. Because that's a that's a normal thing. That's not abnormal. That's not uh, that's uh, and therefore you should have been aware of the possible for damage and you have liability. And what if there would have been no roof? What if my animal's in the backyard and he jumped and landed on the cleat? That would yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, the, the question is, do you need to be aware that this could be a trouble? In other words, so this, this, the finish here is that it's it's normal enough that you are liable. If it was not normal to happen, your your dog's an acrobat, then you wouldn't have liability, or it'd be half liability. But because it's muid, that's the chiddush here, is that it's muid, that it's common to happen, that it's uh, you were warned, forewarned that. It, you may not know it, but your dog may be able to do this, and therefore uh, you'll have full liability. What, what's the proper era for a diving dog? <laughs> On a leash, I guess. Would a leash have helped, I suppose? Or maybe maybe you need a higher fence on the roof. Yeah, I mean, if they're always on the roof, they have to have a fence. They have to have a mic. We're just asking, okay. On the roof, there I would think there's more of a havazel that it's mishuna. That that's a strange, that's a that's a that's a tom thing. But on the ground, I would think for sure, a, you know, a, a, a dog or a goat would be muad. For I would have thought that's a, that's a kosher thing. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Probably yeah. so. Well, well, I, that's what I was getting at in my question. Yeah, no, right. no, I, yeah. I see yeah. that. So why wouldn't you think just the opposite? That all the all the force coming down from the roof would smoosh a cake versus just being on the ground. You might not have enough weight right. and momentum. So it comes out, you really have to be an expert in these things to know when it's reasonable to expect damage and when it was unusual, and then the person can claim, oh, I, you know, I... You know, snowy, you know, yeah. snowy attacks, and then he snowy, doesn't. He's always on the snowy ground. Snowy's yeah. <laughs> 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 what? Mishama, this is from the roof, Rishus Ayaki, so Rashi, uh, Rashi here goes out of his way to tell us where it took place. Let's see, Rashi. This was private property, and that's why, in other words, your neighbor lived next door, and your dog jumped off, person's dog jumped off the roof onto the neighbor's... Uh, so uh, I, I, I had once, um, I was in an apartment many years ago, and they used to have air conditioning units in the, um, and I had a downstairs neighbor 
that used to uh, um, have his grill and used to grill Chazer and Trey, not Goy. <laughs> and it used to come up into my window. It was terrible. I, I, I smelled like smoked, you know, pork or whatever. It, baked it. it was terrible. Uh, and he, officially, they weren't supposed to have the grill next to the building because it's uh, fire, it's other. There were rules, like, you know, but they didn't care. So uh, one day, I, I, um, the air conditioning fell out the window on top of the grill. <laughs> so I was hoping nobody was watching where this, uh, uh, but uh, anyway, that, I'll, t I'll tell you the rest of the story some other time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, things could fall off the second floor and break something on the first floor. That definitely could happen. That, uh, so. But in this case, since it was a shoot of the Nizak, well, this, was, was, this was like the public area, and it served them right. They really weren't supposed to. I see. Right, that's it. Yeah, that's right. It would be normal for a shmira, hey, need to do something so that the animal doesn't go into the reshus of the... Of the nizik, that's correct. So you might argue, I never expected this to happen, that my dog was such a good jumper. I didn't know, you know, but we're saying it's a movie. <laughs> Probably so, yeah. 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 Next, Shinoto Harara. You're having a campfire, and you're uh, roasting your biscuits on the fire, and the dog is hungry. So the dog uh, grabs the biscuit, and uh, since he knows he wasn't supposed to do that, so he then runs into a stack. And so, you can't get the biscuit back because the dog ate it. And he lights up the haystack. So so the owner of the biscuit, he owes a nezek shalom. That's a complete payment. For the owner of the haystack, mishalem chatzinezek. Uh, he only has to pay half damages. We'll have to see why. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Time in the Kafsu. The reason that you have liability is that your dog jumped. Uh, and that's a normal thing. Ha, nuflu. But what happens if your dog fell off the roof? It just happened to fall. Uh, and then uh, it broke those things. Potter. Why? Now, the, uh, basically, it was, uh, it was an accident. Since it was an accident, you'd be putter. You didn't expect your dog. Your dog was minding its own business, and it just didn't notice the, uh, you know, the ledge. It, well, it, then uh, I'm in trouble anyway. <laughs> I didn't have a mic. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. 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 That's right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, or whatever the uh, so um, uh, it uh, the dog fell. So the only question is that even though the dog fell, in theory, the dog could have jumped, and then you would have been negligent. So do you have responsibility? So this is an interesting category. It's called Initially, you're negligent because the dog could have jumped, <coughs> but in the end, it didn't jump, and you should have prevented it from jumping, but it didn't jump. It fell, which was something that you couldn't control. So uh, we say over here that if it's something you can, even though uh, initially you had liability, you're potter. Let's see Rashi. Kilasubipshiyah. It should have entered your mind. Maybe this dog is a jumper. Because it's normal for dogs to jump. In the end, though, it was an accident. You really weren't thinking your dog was going to fly off the roof, was going to fall like that. 
So that's called sofa ba'ones, and the rule is your potter. Now, we're going to see this is debatable, whether you have an accident, you didn't mean it to happen, but in theory it could have been prevented. That's a whole, that's a debate. Okay. Tanya, Nami, Yachu, we look. The matter is, everybody's question about the Makkas is serious. This is, this is sofa b'pshiyah. You lost over sofa. You should have had a mica. He didn't have a mica. I don't know if you had it and it, it fell it, it knocked it down. Maybe it should have been a heavier mic. Like it's a... If I'm not mistaken, you only obligate a maca if it's used by humans. So it could be... So that that's a yeah that. Yeah. So um, Tani Nami, we learned also like this that Kelugadi, if you have a dog or a goat, your customer or shegavish, and they broke vessels, Mishalav Nezek Shalom, Nafu Peturim. So if it falls, you're. I'm sorry, I didn't. I I wasn't planning on having my dog fall off the roof. That works if you say even though you had some negligence. Well, I know you didn't plan on it to fall, but the dog could have jumped. So, but if you say we let you off like that, so then it's good. But according to the one who says, no excuses, you're negligent, it, uh, even though it, it fell, you're high of Michael and Neymar. The vessels were right next to the wall. You had the jumping spot. In other words, you knew uh, that uh, the animals sometimes jump. The key kafitzi. Had the animal jumped, lo nafu alayo, it wouldn't have fallen on the vessels. So you're not negligent regarding the vessels is because even though the question here is you had negligence because your dog could have jumped and could have broken those things and you shouldn't have left it up there. But the answer is the vessels were um, right next to the wall. See, when you jump, you don't jump next to the wall because you're going to hit the wall. You jump a distance from it. And so, the, but when you, the dog fell, it fell right next to the wall. The opposite of the grill. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, uh, so there's no negligence here. Um, so if there's no negligence, then you're like, oh, that's why you're exempt. Even if it falls, you're responsible. A, a, a slanted roof, believe it or not. People made slanted roofs because uh, you don't want the water to stay there. <laughs> so if the dog falls off a slanted roof, that you, that you expect. So manya, you deboila suya daita enough, because you would know that slanted roofs you easily could fall down. The, uh, well, you should have th- thought also the not the nuffle orchi. The bricks could fall off. So the more I said so so, but the more I said, well, what does this have to do with bricks falling off? Lo nuffle orchi and nuffle inu. The bricks didn't fall. The dog fell. So the more I said kila b'shia b'sofones. Still, uh, wouldn't this have this problem that? Um, you were negligent because it's uh, by letting the dog up there, and so even though it fell in the end, which was not not uh, what you wanted, uh, you should still be liable. So the more I said, losrika bekosotzar. Isn't there a difference between falling and jumping? As far as as, as far as anything, there's a, that's mm-hmm. a guy that jumps. That's the dog is doing something, whether it's normal or not. But falling. People fall. That'd be accidental. Yeah, that's totally accidental. But it's accidental, but it was negligence in the beginning that you left it up there where it could have jumped. 
that might not have any in, uh, anything to do with the damage caused after the jump, though, right? Right. So again, so the, the, there's one view that it, it, even accidents, if there's negligence in the beginning, we don't let you off. So that, that, that we said two views. So the oh. question was, was there negligence in the beginning or not? Uh, um, uh, we're saying that even if the, um, uh, that even if, if it fell, there is a reason if it was a slanted roof, then it's not even, uh, it's more than negligence. In other words, it's a person would know that the animal uh, would fall. Uh, even falling is negligent because animals are, are, are definitely going to fall. Our question was that, uh, but uh, how would you know it falls? Because that, that particular kind of roof, uh, no animal should have been left up there. You know, no matter how good the animal is, it was going to fall. And that's where they're drawing the line as far as own responsibility. Right? Correct, that's, that's right. It depends on what kind of roof it was. Let's say uh, you have a goat, uh, they jump from below and above. In other words, they jump up and break something. So then they're pacha. They jump down, chayavin. Uh, the, uh, the, why is that? Because it's not so normal to jump up. Rashi, from below to above, you don't have to pay full damages. You do have to pay half. But it's mishuna. It's not normal. It's not not a not, it's not a common thing to jump up. Yeah. But I just noticed the Rashi on top. All, all those people that are talking about Micah with the kaisel tsar. <coughs> that he's that there. He says for Micah, I got tsar v'dochos v'sinim. You know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So he addresses the Micah. Yeah. 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 Narrow and pushed. Uh huh. It could jump yeah, on the market. I see. Yeah, Micah. Uh, yeah. He can jump up onto the, onto the rail, and uh, then from there he can jump down. I see. That's, that's, that's what they do, yeah. They jump over it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's it's dealing with defense. The okay. They jump on top of it, um, and then they jump over Yeah. Yeah, so let's 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 start that again. Four lines down. If they jump from below to above, they're putter because that's not normal. So they only pay half damages. from up to down, But if it's a human or a chicken, up down all around, chayavin. They're in Vatanya, didn't we learn the following? Hakalavagdi, we're on today's page. I thought we said it's not, you didn't expect that. Up, down, they, the dogs are not big jumpers. So, Targum Papa, the Apik Mapik, the case is the Apik Mapik, Kalba Vizrika Vadi Bitsricha. That these were um, um, the uh, The, the case where you're, um, the, this, this case where you're exempt, it didn't jump. What it did was, it was apik mepik, which means like it, um, it, it, uh, it like clawed its way up. And, uh, or uh, the, the dog does an action called zrika, and a gdi does a tzrika. Yeah, so um, Zakira, he says, is a form of jump, but Tzrika, Shinoid Tziparno, it sticks its nails in the walls. Basically, these are, our, our question was, we before said it was normal, and now we're saying it's not normal. What the action that the animal did was not uh, normal. Uh, so then the more it says, Ihachi Amai, 
So first we. Um, one second. So the question was: We said before that you're obligated, and here we said that you're putter. So targum rapapa de apik meipik kalba bezrika That what happened was that the animal did it in an unusual way. In other words, usually uh, the dog would uh, would climb down and the goat would jump, and here the goat climbed and the dog jumped. So then the Gemara says, So then why is it that their putter, if they did it in an unusual way, they still have half liability. Basically, they could have done it in a, in a regular way and they did it in a strange way. So the Gemara said, you're right. Putter, we're just saying that they don't have to pay the full amount, but they do have to pay the half amount. Um, so there, there would have been a way to do it, but the animal did it in a strange way for the animal. Yeah. There is a uh, little bit of a discussion. Let's, let's see the tosos here. Gedi b'sricha. The goats, they jump with the sricha method. Shinoit siparnov ba'aretz. They stick their nails in the ground. V'chafetz k'moa kelev. The goat used the dog jump. Apparently, there's a way that a goat does it and a way that a dog does it. I'll have to get somebody to explain what those ways are. But the, if the animal does it in a normal way, then you have full liability. But when it do, does it in a strange way, then you then it's uh, so the dog is imitating the goat, or the goat is imitating the dog. That's right. Yeah. Then you have Hatsi Nezik. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So now we're at the famous Gemara here. Um, this, um, this they, everybody likes to give a class on this. This is like their famous class on Isha. It's uh, what the question here is: Why, when the dog grabs the coal, grabs the cookie, or grabs the biscuit, and uh, there's the, uh, there's the biscuit was on the flames, and takes it to the haystack? Why are you liable for the fire of the dog? In other words, you own this dog. This is your dog. Your dog was hungry. Okay, you go, your dog grabs somebody's bill, you'll pay for it. But the dog takes the fire, and then the fire uh, burns down the haystack. Why are you liable for your dog's um, uh, uh, charcoal or your dog's sparks? What is the issue? What makes you l- responsible for the sparks of your dogs? So Itmar, uh, we learned, Rabbi Yochanan said, Isho, the fire, Mishum Chetzyov. That's considered your arrow. Rashi, Mishum Chetzyov. If you shoot an arrow and the arrow hits someone, you can't say, well, I didn't do it. It flew through the air. No, you put the energy in that arrow that made it go. Uh, so here also, you, you did it. Your dog is like you. When you take... Uh, something uh, flammable, and you, you take a fire and touch it to it, it's like you shot an arrow at it. So your dog moving the coal over there, that's as if you had it, your arrow caused it, and that's why you are liable. Reish Lakish says a different thing. He says, no, this really was not your action here. There, you didn't shoot this arrow. But it's a different problem is that you have ownership of the dog, so now you own it. You own that fire. Isho Mishumimono. That's your... Is it because of the action, or is it because you own it? Rashi, Mishumimonu, Kishoro, Boro, just like your ox, just like your pit, Sheziku. Now, when your pit, somebody falls in your pit, that's not an arrow. It's just you own it. You, you, you left something that could be harmful, so you have to be responsible if, some, if it harms somebody. So it's your dog, and, and uh, that, it ends up being you own that fire. 
Let's finish with the Rashi. The difference between the two, what if it was somebody else's fire? Because it, it, you shot that fire. According to Reish Lakish, it's not your money, it's somebody else's, uh, uh, somebody else's fire. You didn't make that fire. Okay, back to the Gemara. So again, uh, this, this discussion, we're going to have a, uh, we're gonna, it's gonna, we'll come back to it a lot to try to see who's right over here. So Itmar, we learn the fire you're responsible for, it's like your arrow. Reish Lakish says, Ishu, Mishum, Mamona, no, you own it. That's why. Reish Lakish, my time alone. Why didn't he agree with your Yochan? It is your arrow. So, Amalach Ketzo, Mikoy Kocha, Azli. Your arrow, you cause it to go. Hi, lo, Mikoy Kocha. When a fire catches, that's not you, uh, that's not your direct force that makes the fire go. Your arrow, that goes with your motion. It's, it's your fire. It's not, the fire has a life of its own. That's not your arrow. We can't make you responsible for that reason. So that's why he came up with his own reason that, but you have ownership in it. Even though you, you weren't in charge of the wind, you weren't in charge of where the fire went, you owned it. Rabbi Yochan why doesn't he agree with You can own something that's tangible. Hi, less be mashasha. It's not tangible. How do you own fire? What makes it my fire? My fire, your fire. I don't own the fire. Hashem made a fire. See, that I don't get because I, I, I live it. But what's it's the my, it? It's my hot coal. It's my fire. I can, I can be the owner of a coal. I can be the owner of a grill. Remember the grill? But it's the flame that's doing the damage. Uh, see, that I understand. In other words, uh, I, of course it's my fire. It's the same way it can be my pit. It's my fire. <laughs> Smoky bear, right? <laughs> Let's see the Rashi. Hi, let's be mashasha. There's no mamashas. You didn't do the damage. The fire did the damage. <laughs> so I didn't do the damage. The pit did the damage. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. It's not really tangible. If you, it's, it's not tangible because I'll burn my. <laughs> <laughs> Fire is a process. It's not a wax, which is the fuel. You have the wick. Those are things which have mamasha too. The flame, which goes above, you know, pyromaniac who puts his fingers through the flame. Okay, it'll burn, but there's no masha. That's there could have been no flame without me. Just like there could be no hole in the ground without me, there can be no flame unless I kindled it. It needed. It needed a human. Just like the pit needed a human. It didn't just appear. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah, we learned the following. That's right. So now, the 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 source is our Mishnah with the dog which took the biscuit. So if you say that's your fire, that's the dog. Uh, it's the dog's arrow, um, and um, uh, that's why uh, you're liable for the um, uh, the dog. In this case, is going to be throwrus. It's going to be like an. Uh, it's the fire. It took the original fire and spread it. That's going to be. Con- I think the difference. I'm sorry. I think mm. the difference will be that the fire ends up with a life of its own. Mm-hmm. In other words, in other words, I may have put it here, but the fact that somebody can blow on a coal someplace else and take that coal, you know, it's like, in other words, a, a pit can only do something right here. This is it, and that's my pit. Whereas a fire can end up with a life of its own, and it's a whole new fire, basically, because it. But once it you know on that it has a life of its own, it's like your arrow. Yeah, but if you want to say it's because you own it, Hayesh Lavamonu. Uh, it, the owner of the dog doesn't own the fire. We thought that it put the fire down and then the wind blew it and it had a life of its own. No, actually what happened was the dog put the fire down on top of the... It tossed the coal. It tossed the, the biscuit. It didn't want to keep it in its mouth too long because it was burning. It tossed it... Um, uh, on, in the air. So, so for the biscuit, that's direct damage. And the place where the coal hit, there it's like it's like pebbles, it's like stones, and you pay half damage. And actually, you don't have to pay for the whole haystack. Just the place where the the initial coal hit, where the direct. If you want to say that it's your arrow, so where the arrow went in, that's your. But when the arrow spread, you're not liable. Rabbi Yochan said, No, it put it down, and you pay complete payment. On the place where you put it down, and on the biscuit, that's direct damage, so you pay complete damage. But where the fire spread, that's half damage. What's coming out here is something that we didn't realize or we didn't speak out right away, is that there's the initial putting the hot coal down, which singes something, and then there's where the air gets to it, and it starts to burn the rest, and so we're saying that's an indirect damage, or that's like the pebbles, and that, that's where the half, um, uh, the half payment comes in. Tashma, the bottom line... Do you think the owner is supposed to be responsible for making sure it doesn't spread? Um, that's why there's no uh, damages paid? Well, the question that? really is, uh, should he have known that his dog could... Uh, could get it. You're saying uh, if he saw the dog do it, shouldn't he have gotten the fire extinguisher right away or stepped on the... Uh, uh, that, that could be. That's another scenario. So, Toshma, come in here. Gamal Toin Pishin. This is also a famous case, coming up later. The Hanukkah case. Your camel is carrying flax. They, they stooped, you know, the, the they, camels are a beast of burden, and they put as much flax as possible on this bundles of heavy flax on this uh, camel. And this camel <coughs> is going through a public area. And the flax, which is sticking out of the camel, there's a lamp on the, uh, uh, in the store on the side of the road. And so the flax on the camel 
catches onto the flame on this door, the doku, uh, and it and it catches fire, venerish and kenveni, and vehiliko esabira. And not only does the flax burn up, but it lights up the whole apartment. Uh, so, uh, so who's who's responsible for this mess? Yeah, really, the fire department when they come out, they try to figure out who's who has liability here. Who who's the cause of the uh, so Bala Gamochayev, in this case, the owner of the camel, he should have, he caused this fire. On the other hand, if the storekeeper left the fire outside, it's not that the, 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 the flax pushed its way into the store, but, the, but he left the, the candelabra outside, then the storekeeper's liable. Right? That would be Birshkisa rubbing? Correct. He left his fire in a public area, so he's... Rabbi Yudas says, "Benir Chanukah Pater." If it was Chanukah time, then you're allowed. They they lit outside. That was the custom in Israel. And so, then uh, what do you you know? They they uh, when you're doing a mitzvah, you're exempt. So If you say your fire is your arrow, And in this case, you uh, it's your camel that shoots the arrows. That's why you're liable. But if you say it's because you own it. Uh, any way you look at it, you don't own this fire. The, uh, this isn't your, your fire. It's the fire of the store. You don't have ownership in that fire. So, The case is, the, uh, the camel took the flame that was in one place and spread it. It it um, it assumes ownership of the fire. That's right. It stole it. It stole the fire and like you know it's the it's it's, we're stealing something that has no mamushes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, so this is going with the view that it's Mamona that you do have it right. So it's nothing. Why? See here, it's it's taking the flame, and as it goes, it's lighting up the whole uh, the whole place. A very mischievous camel over here. So then the more says the Yaki. That's right. So the more says, if that's the case, look at the next part. We said if the storekeeper left the fire outside, he's liable. And if this is talking about this camel that likes to light up the the pal the the building, a Mayachayev, why is it? Um, uh, uh, why should uh, why should the storekeeper be responsible? So the Morris said, "Bishamda." Um, he says the camel stopped. Um, the camel <laughs> stopped, uh, and from that place. So the Morris said, "Amda v'sixisa." Uh, if the camel stopped there and uh, kept the flame going because the flax is what caught the fire. So certainly the storekeeper should be exempt. And the owner of the camel should be So We thought it was like strange for the camel to stop in the middle of the road. So the Mora said, No, it stopped because it had to go to the bathroom. And, uh, so this, and this is a normal thing, that sometimes they stop. And apparently when they stop to go to the bathroom, you can't... Um, you can't move them. You can't move them. They, when they got to go, they go. And it's a, uh, you know, you just... It's, uh, that's right. So, as we turn the page. So, Reisha, in the first case, 
the owner of the camel, he overloaded his camel with too much flax. And the, the flax went into the store. The, it wasn't that the, the light was outside the store. The light was in the store, but the, he, he, it was like sticking out of the, on the sides of the camel, and it went into the store. Seifa, in the second case, it's the storekeeper's fault. Because he left it outside. The bottom line, though, is, though, uh, we were able to explain the case like both opinions, so Tashma. Let's see if we can find a different case that will make clear, is it your money or is it your arrow? Tashma. Let's, make, let's raise the stakes. Somebody uh, lights up their neighbor's haystack, and uh, next to the haystack was a gdi kafoslo. There was a goat next to it, or a servant, a slave next to it, and v'nistraf imo. And not only did you burn down the haystack, you burnt the slave, you burnt the goat. So, um, so you have liability for those things too. Chayef, you're, uh, you got to pay for those damages. Well, the Ebed could escape. Uh, well, in the first case, he's not. In the second case, if the servant was bound, yeah, of the Gedi Sama, and the goat was there, then you're Pater. Uh, so now the, the, the goat, your potter, because the goat could have run away. You didn't expect that to happen. But the servant, the reason that you're chayev is because we're going to kill that person. <laughs> because if you light a fire, that's the old, the old Batman you know, movies where it's the, you know, it was the fire going and they lit the Joker, lit the fire like under the... Um, the so if, if there's a slave there and, and the, he lights the fire and, you know, and the slave's tied up there, so that's, that's, uh, that's murder. And so... The rule is, when we're going to make you pay for murder, then we don't usually make you pay for money, even if the... So, um, that's a, let's see Rashi on that. Uh, Rashi, Evid Agdi, you don't have to pay for the goat, or you don't have to pay for the pile. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is we're going to kill that person. Because... The court wants to deal with the, uh, if we're going to kill the guy, we're not going to have to. We're not we're going to deal with the main charge. Shaharig Evan Nerag, and if you kill a slave, we kill you. Exceed Nakam Yinakim, So what does it add about the goat? Because of the, the the case where the goat was owned by one person and the Evan by another person, uh, but that's the reason you're punched. Okay, so back to the Gemara. So we have this new case where there's a human or a goat next to it. One of them is tied. One is free. So, if you say it's your arrow, um, the fire is your arrow. That's why uh, you're exempt over here, because um, uh, as we're going to say, because uh, it's that we're going to it's considered murder. But um, But if the issue is that your money burnt somebody, my putter, why would you be exempt? Uh, you're, we're not going to kill you because your money killed somebody. If your axe kills a person, are we going to say you don't have to, um, uh, to pay? So we're confused about how it works if it's your money. He said the case was, it's not just that you made the fire, you lit the fire under the servant. So then everybody would agree to come live in that you're definitely facing a, a death charge. The more said, then it's obvious. He said, What if the, the goat was owned by someone else? So you're facing charges from two different lawyers. 
one is for the lawyer of the goat, and one is for the and the the death the death penalty is for the lawyer of the of the avid. And so you might have thought that you don't say Kamlevi Rabine in that case. Okay. The bottom line is we still haven't proven is it your fire or your money. So Tashma. We had this case before. You give uh, a fire in the hands of a deaf mute, an imbecile, or a minor, uh, and then they cause the fire. So, adam. At the end of the day, that's a grama. You caused the fire, but they made it. So, and they're not responsible. So, the courts down here won't prosecute. In the heavens, they know that you shouldn't have given them the fire. So, if you want to say it's the fire, so the reason you're exempt is Khatsi the Kherishu. It's the arrow of the of the deaf mute, not you. So that's why Midine Adam we can't make you responsible. Only Midine Shemayim. But if you owned the fire, why should it make a difference if you gave it to the Kherish, it's still your fire. In other words, you 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 gave the torch. It's your dynamite. It's your, and you give it to the child, and the child goes and lights up with it. But if, the, why would you have less liability in that case? If you gave a wild ox to a miner, you want to tell me you're not responsible? It's your ox. So if you give a fire and you own the fire, why is there limited liability only Menashemayim and not Bideyotim over here if you own the money? That's the question here on Reish Lakish. This is only true if you didn't give them the fire. You just gave them a coal and they turned it into a fire. So then you don't have the real ownership in it. What you had was a coal. But if you actually gave them a fire, uh, then you'd be liable. My time at Bori Hazeka. Because then it's, it's, it's a direct damage. Um, and so it's a little more complicated than that. You gave them a coal, and apparently a coal is not really a fire. Because it needs wind, whatever. It needs, yeah. It's got to be ignited. It's got to be ignited. So and so getting the, back to our cooking in the haste. Yeah. Anyway. Rebbe He says, even if you gave him a fire, you're putter. Kasabr safsir He says, it's because of the, uh, the deaf mute. Lom lechayav damasle gabzav itzilta vishragya. If you gave them the fire and the kindling and the matches and everything together, then uh, that would be considered a, a direct damage. So what's but, coming but he out... Didn't, he didn't ignite it, though. Who, who he gave it to ignite it. So right, that's right. Right. So that, what we're really getting down to is the liability of giving a fire. Is it only when you give them a coal? Is it when you give them a torch? Or is it when you give them the coal, the torch, and the, uh, the kindling? The whole kit and caboodle, right? right. So, so go, you go online and you buy all the ingredients <laughs> for a bomb, but that's then you get the bomb <laughs> That's right. Uh, so yeah, that, yeah. so that's the question. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Now, um, do you see? Uh, is, is so the question here is who's right in this argument? And so eventually, the Gemara was going to get here. It should go back to the Torah. In other words, any argument, any logic that you want to say, you should be able to prove it from the Torah itself. Mm-hmm. So Rav Akroh must need some Messiah of Yochanan. He says, uh, really, I can bring you a verse in a Pustic that seem to prove that uh, Rabbi Yochanan is correct, that Isho uh, has to do with the, uh, the fire, uh, it has to do with the arrow. Why is that? Because it says, 
it says when the fire goes even on its own, you see from here that it's, it's, uh, the verse seems to indicate it's your arrow. Let's try the Rashi. Uh, Rashi doesn't, ex- I don't think he's, the question is how you see it from this verse. Right? That's, uh, the fire goes out by mashma It's not talking about where you lit it. In other words, this teitzay means the fire left your place. And that's called, you lit the fire. So we see the fire that left you, is considered your, your arrow.